Joining me on this fine day, all the way from New Zealand, it is Joe, aka No Scrooge McFly. Joe, how's it going? Wow, way to bring the energy, Bim. <laughs> it is very <laughs> early here. <laughs> it is so early. Just so you guys, just so you Yankees know, Ben is Ben has gotten up. We must have got up at like three a.m. Aussie time. Yeah, alarm was set for two fifty-five. Got to see all the the pre-game stuff. Got to see Scal's interview with with Coach Stevens. And and it is now probably ten past six Australian time. Uh huh. Yeah, I've got got my coffee. I've got my hot cross bun. Well, all good to go. <laughs> Slightly less of a sacrifice over here in the Tasman. Um, for us, is a five a.m. tip off, which is actually fine because five a.m. is not an like that's not an abnormal time for somebody to be awake. Yeah. You know, like it's early, but like you can do it and function. Um, and then you just often, if it wasn't if it wasn't um, Easter Monday, we would just be rolling right into a workday, which is actually quite quite a nice way to start. But um, anyway, Ben, I'm just impressed at your energy levels, bro. Oh, well, we'll see how we go. It's it's early days. Um, it's early days. It is. It is. This will be a short podcast though, for, for obvious reasons. And, and and coming up on the show, we'll do a, a quick post game slash post series pod. We'll do the series. We'll do game four, which has just concluded, and and maybe even the upcoming series against Milwaukee, unless the Pistons do something uh, unworldly. Uh, Joe, like you said, it's quite early here, so I am a total zombie. So I'm just going to throw a bunch of questions at you and I guess lean pretty heavily on your answers to attempt to keep this one interesting for for the The people out there. The answer's always C. Which, (laughs) by the way... Just occurred to me that would make a way better playoff hashtag than hey, cuss cries. cries. <laughs> the answer's always C. The answer's always C. Yes. <laughs> Not bad. I like it. Um, all right. So this is the this is the first time we've spoken, Joe, since the playoffs started. Um, is this all of a week ago? Yeah, well, it's right. been a, it's been a quick uh, four games. Is this how you expected the series to go? Uh, I thought we'd probably win in six, but um, yeah, I guess I expected the, the the tone of the games to be what they were. Like nothing felt too surprising. It was a pretty easy one to get a feel for. Like I, I saw some tweet, um, somebody said it just sort of felt like there were four games that were basically exactly the same. Mm. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> you know, and it really was, eh? Like they were they're pretty indistinguishable from one another. Um, looking back, especially with this amount of sleep deprivation being I mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it was uh it was definitely the most stressful sweep in uh, in recent memory and I think on the on the commentary they were saying that the last sweep for the Celtics was back in 2011 against the Knicks that one had, had a lot zero more fun. recollection of that series I, I, I recall Absolutely enjoying it zero this, this one all the games were quite close um and you know I think it was game two we went into the fourth quarter down 11 and like it was quite a stressful experience even though it was a sweep did you did you feel that way at all or were you pretty confident the whole way through Nah, I felt pretty confident the whole way through. <laughs> Good for I you. um I sent you that I sent you that message sometime in the second quarter when after Rosier had that three, it really felt like we could have um it felt to me like we were on the verge of just blowing the game wide open. Yeah. At that point. But then um it sort of felt like those ticky tack offensive fouls um sort of seemed to sap our momentum and then and then we were sort of back in a game. Um but no, no, I wasn't too worried we, we've 
been, if not, if not a vastly better team, a clearly better team. Like there's a clear edge there in every game that we had. We we're always just going to score more points than they were. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, on the on the refereeing, did you like? Did you think the refing in in this game four was noticeably? dodgy like there's a lot of con- you know conspiracy theorists out there sort of you know the nba are, are trying to extend the series you know via the referees and these these dodgy foul calls do you do you buy into that at all i do feel like i feel like um the pace has got a f- slightly friendly whistle tonight like there was sure. one play that didn't like it was it was maybe there's maybe five minutes left and um it was a deflected ball and um it went out of bounds it was a pacer that threw it and it looked to me like it came off a pacer and bounced out Kyrie was signaling Kyrie was the only Celtics guy who was like oh it's ours it's ours it's ours yeah and from my vantage point it like it's it struck me as odd that that wasn't sort of checked out but then also the flagrant I mean we're probably on opposite sides here like I sort of feel like that was I don't I mean I know he had his head in the letter of the law is that it's a flagrant but I sort of felt like that was a bit hard on on Corey Joseph. Right? I thought that either that was a pretty legitimate contest, you know, and Tatum's head just happened to get in the way as opposed to him being a hitter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I'm, I'm you know you know me. I'm a I'm a total fanboy. Um, I, I just if that felt- had happened to me in a game, I wouldn't be like, "That's a flagrant. Get out of here." I wouldn't have been up pushing and shoving, you know. Like that's the kind of the, the rule of thumb. I kind of take on these things if I felt like it was unfair like if, if it was in a game and I was hot about it then it's probably flagrant but like I wouldn't have felt hot about that I don't think in a game I, I feel like because of the I, like myself and a lot of Celtics fans are maybe a little overly sensitive to um, like in the air <laughs> fouls after the Hayward situation and you've got to be very careful with infants heads too don't you they're still <laughs> that's right thrown in skulls. the skull is still forming <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely thought I felt like that was a flagrant, and I, I just I really wanted us to tie up this series because of what we've seen from the Celtics so far this season. I was just my mind was taking me to some dark places. Like we'll lose this game, <laughs> we'll go back to Boston, we'll somehow lose that, we'll come back to Indiana with the momentum swinging their way, and and then we could lose the series. So um, I'm just glad to see that we wrapped it up, and and that flagrant seemed like a turning point. Like I don't know if we really necessarily gave the lead back to Indy from that point onwards. It really no, we didn't. Like You're a, right. We actually we took the lead on that play. Yeah. You're right. Um, and then um, I think there was a really good look at it. Rosier had a look at a three on the end of that. Um, I think it was Rosier. Someone had a really good look at a three after that. So it was no, it was Kyrie. It was Kyrie. Yeah. So it could have been like a five point position. Yeah, that, that, I mean, it was going to happen one way or the other. You know, like he should have finished that. Like that play should have been an and one. Sure. Like I, I really felt Tatum. Tatum sort of slowed down. Like he was. I don't know what he was doing. He should have just quicked it to the rim. Like he really put the brakes on. Maybe he was looking for the contact. Um, but to me, you should have finished that. Um, but you talk about like the nervousness and to me, like this is my, the most encouraging part of the series is people are sort of spinning it like, Oh, the Celtics, they're not really, um, they're not really dominating. It's just Indiana. And I'm like the, the trouble with this team through the year has not been that it's been unable to blow teams out. Like it's done, it's blown teams out a hell of a lot. That's why it had such a healthy points differential. The issue for this team has been like, can it win close games? Yeah. Can it like, 
can it like dig it can it get out of its own way when things start to go a little bit wrong mm-hmm. and and there was just a lot of that during the series like maybe maybe you have a slightly wider margin for error with any like when they go through their inevitable cold spell but um we we forced some of that like we we're good defensively um yeah so so i was just i was encouraged by the fact that we we're able to win close games yeah, absolutely. And the, the defense during this season, or the series rather, was like consistent. It's been an inconsistent season for the Celtics, but you know, if there's one measure of consistency through this series, it was absolutely the defense. Like I, I know, you know, we were saying that the Pacers don't exactly have a strong offensive team, and particularly with Depot out for the rest of the the season. Um, but it just seemed like we had the clamps on for the most part. And if we did relax a little bit, it seemed like we were in control of when we wanted to turn that back on and, and sort of take control of the game and, and thus the series um but yeah you're right i mean moving moving forward the margin of error is much smaller so so on that does this series anything you've seen this series change the way you feel or alter the way you feel about this this upcoming series against the bucks um i okay so i feel better about the celtics but um I don't know, Ben. How, it, it, this, how you feel about the series is almost like how you feel about the Bucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you feel about the Bucks? Well, it's almost like we haven't been able to watch the Bucks, really, if you know what I mean. Because yeah. I mean, if you think our matchup against the Pacers was um, had a lower degree of difficulty, then you know this this Bucks Pistons series is, is kind of a joke. It's like a preseason showcase. Um, so. I don't know. In terms of watching their tendencies throughout a series, it hasn't really been a good like eye on on the Bucks and and how they might how we might how we might match up against them going forward. It's just they're just kind of going through the motions and putting up points and easily running over the Pistons. Um, how do I feel about the Bucks based on the regular season? Um, slightly terrified, to be honest. Giannis is arguably the the regular season MVP um, and is very difficult to guard. Um, and they've got just enough decent role players that even if you, you know, quintuple team him, <laughs> he's going to be able to dish it off to someone who can do the scoring, whether it's Bledsoe or Middleton or, or something like that. And Coach Bud is a formidable coach. It's not going to be the same coaching we went up against this time last year in the first round against the Bucks. So of all the teams that we would have to go through to potentially get to a title, including the Warriors, I, I find the Bucks to be probably the the most terrifying well uh, that, that's interesting i mean i sort of feel like just league-wide this still hasn't entered into people's imagination really the idea that the bucks could be you know hoisting the trophy at the end um and and that i keep coming back to this idea that this they're this hidden in plain sight like juggernaut mm-hmm. you know it's sort of like we're I sort of feel like nobody's taken them seriously solely because they haven't done anything yet, right? Like, they haven't got a history of... But a team is dominant, man. Yeah. (laughs) It is really dominant. I I feel like if we win this series, then the Celtics, you know, this is me going back on myself a little bit, you know, if they win the series, that's an awesome achievement, right? Like, if we get out of the series, I absolutely back us to get to the finals. Oh, totally, yes. And I in think- that sense, it makes this upcoming series so exciting. Like, it's it's gone from almost no stakes to, like, everything is at stake. Like, this is a, a huge potential, like, pinnacle point of this entire season for the Celtics. 
Yeah. Even in itself, just beating this Bucks team is actually a really great accomplishment. You know, like we sort of forget that every series win that you get is something. Like it's not, it's not, um, it's not like it just disappears into nothing. You know, like you've got to actually, like if, if we beat the Bucks, that's a really great result. And it would be even if we were the two seed and had had the same sort of season that the Raptors have had. Sure. Yeah. You know, like it, um, the Bucks are really, really freaking good, man. Um, but I think we can. Like we've played them, we've beaten them, played them tight, and they beat us pretty good in that game around Christmasish time, right? I think they beat us pretty good at the at the Garden one time. Yeah, and then there was that game later in the season. It might have been the last after time we played them. Yeah, first and, game after the break. Yeah, and, and Kyrie didn't play. And yeah, no, no, and, Kyrie played. Kyrie played in that one. Remember, he missed the um, he missed that like runner, like. To tie, oh, yeah. tie the game up. Okay, I must be thinking about it. weird okay. thing where, where the Bucks had, there was a jump ball with like 0.2 on the shot clock. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, we, we played them closely. It was a very competitive game and, you know, they probably looked like the better team all season, but we've, we've definitely um, showed up against them a number of times, which is promising. Uh, user on the post-game thread, D2 or 59, writes, will Hayward and Tatum carry their good form to the Bucks series? Which, t- which tweaks, rather, will be needed in our offense? Um, and to add to that, like we saw um, a, a, a different Tatum in this series, I think is a, is a notable yeah. takeaway from it than what we were used to in the regular season. And particularly in this last game, like Gordon Hayward, I've got his stats up here, seven for nine from the field, hit all of his threes, all three of them, and a team high 20 points. Maybe would have been more promising if we'd seen that form of Hayward all series, but it was timely given that like Kyrie didn't play his best game and nor did Al. Um, so do you think Detour has got a point here in asking this question? Could could Tatum and it sounds corny to say like could Tatum and he would be the difference, but like seriously, like if, if they're going to play to that level, like that could be something going into a battle against the Bucks that we haven't had typically all season so far. Um, I, I sort of feel like everyone individually has been rounding into the into some sort of form, mm. right? Even if maybe the team hasn't like all of our main guys have had good stretches over the last month, really. Right. Would that be fair? Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of like, what do we do different offensively? uh, I still think like that there was a play we ran maybe two or three times um, pretty successfully. It got, um, it's the one where like, um, where where Gordon and Al are at the horns, like they're on the elbows, and then Kyrie um, does a pick and like a like he does a pick and roll, or and he gets a handoff, and then Gordon like he'll do a pick and roll with Al, and then um, Gordon will Gordon will grab it from that from Al and curl around, and Al will pop to the top of the key. Mm-hmm. Um, like that sort of play, like I sort of feel like we're going to see a lot more of those three guys working together. That's what I feel. Like I, you know, I'm I'm. I feel like Hayward's proving me wrong, which is great. Um, and I think we'll see an increased um, amount of responsibility for him. I think uh, Hayward's, like, when Hayward's playing well, he's a better all-around player than Tatum. Like, he's, a, he's he is a more complete offensive player. He's not loose with the ball. He's a really good passer. Um, he's not quite the shooter that Tatum is. Um, I sort of feel like, yeah, we're just going to see more of, of Hayward and that secondary playmaking 
role. Yeah, he's he's like a, he's a jack of all trades. I think I've said this before. He's like a Horford in small forward form, like just kind of mm-hmm. does everything good but nothing great. That's probably underselling him. Like he he is a great player, but um, he's like a he's he's a Swiss Army knife, I suppose. Um, the other thing that we, I can't believe we haven't haven't mentioned this yet because we managed to sweep a team without Marcus Smart in in our lineup at all. Mm. But um, by all accounts, Marcus Smart's recovery is going fairly well. I don't know what that means in terms of a return to the court. Sounds like a pretty severe injury. I don't know if we'll see him in the next couple of weeks or so. But does that give you any added confidence if Marcus Smart's to come back later in the series against the Bucks? Do you think that could be the tipping point at all, or is it too early to tell? Well, I, I, I don't know, right? Like, there's, <laughs> but hey, nobody pays us to sit around and say we don't know, which is actually the truth. We, our job is to pretend like we know what's going to happen. Well, nobody <laughs> pays us. <laughs> yeah, well, nobody pays us at not, all. Not yet. That's why they pay us it's their attention. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, it, uh, Simmons is at this point. Like, it, it does seem like we're a little bit better when we just have like eight guys to play instead of nine yeah right and there is a bit of that eh? like i would prefer marcus to be one of those eight mm-hmm. but um yeah i do wonder about you know like if marcus plays more minutes hayward plays less you know um and if hayward's if hayward's like hayward's been pretty consistent for near on two months now sure you know so hayward's got some money in the bank now um and Haywood's really freaking good, man. Haywood's really good. Um, so I, I like if, if, if Haywood's if Haywood's aggressive offensively, it just changes everything. It just makes him it, it vaults him like way up the picking order because um, because he just makes great decisions. If you can put pressure on the defense and make great decisions and not give up really any mismatches on the on, on the defensive end, like you're a weapon, hmm. you know? Um, and that's what L is, right? You know? Um, and, and smart. I love smart, but he's not, he's not going to make quite that sort of impact on this, on the series as, as, as Hayward is, you know, like a good Hayward's going to make more of an impact on the series than Marcus. And I love Marcus. I'll never, ever, ever. He's my favorite forever and ever. <laughs> <laughs> he's the most Celtic Celtic. He is um, the most Celtic Celtic. Yeah. Well, let's hope we see him back uh, in uh, a competitive buck series. Um, Terry Rogier. I don't have any notes written down about Terry Rogier, but um, other than to say that he was surprisingly not terrible this series and even Mook given uh, except for I think it was game three where he, he sort of shat the bed a little bit you know these guys being the version of themselves they've been this series is another thing going into a, a buck series that gives me a little added confidence that like maybe we don't always have to dread these guys coming off the bench and walking onto the court maybe they can contribute a little bit and at the very least looking at terry rogier's average plus minus over the series a 4.3 we said before the series it just has to not be a net negative and here he is plus 4.3 that's that's not bad yeah i still they still make me queasy uh, like there was a, yeah. the, the last shot that morris hit was this pull up from the free throw line yeah and if you go back and look at the tape hayward's like wide on, open. The, on the wing yeah. with his hands up wide open did you see the same <laughs> yeah like, it's gotta be so frustrating like, for hayward <laughs> i was just like bruh like it just so happened that the shots went in and like looking at morris's jump shot like his jump shots like 
it's not really that repeatable it's super slingy you know and he brings the ball up to the left up to his left like to me it's a type of shot that's always going to be streaky like yeah it's, it, a, it's, it's a bit lonzo-y his action the way that he's a little bit swings it around especially like kd yeah but, um <laughs> you know like guys that bring it up the he's you know that bring it up to the other side of their head apparently they're like right eye dominant or something like that like they're just they've got a different dominant eye yeah right mm, apparently apparently interesting um, yeah but i look at that sort of shot and i'm like yeah like like lonzo like that's that's that sort of issue writ large <laughs> very large but but i just look at him like he's always going to be hot or cold like you can't to me you can't count on him and on just a quick thing on morris though like i sort of feel like we didn't pay him that much he's like i'm not unhappy with the marcus morris experience overall i would just prefer other players to play at this point yeah and on that salary um I think we will see a little bit more Shami Ojale in a in a Buck series yeah. purely for the defensive matchup purposes. Surprise starter. Surprise starter. We'll see. I mean, I wouldn't put it past Brad Stevens to, uh, to throw a guy who didn't play a single minute in uh, in the first oh. round to, to start him in the second round. Um, getting getting back to the Pacers stuff very quickly, we, we should just pause and celebrate the sweep a little bit before moving on to the the dread of a of a Buck series. Um, <laughs> I dread it. <laughs> I'm dreading it a little bit as someone who <laughs> fears the end of a season. You fear um, the deer. Yeah, I, I fear the, uh, a world where there's no Celtics for three or four months. That's and that's oh, yeah, regardless true. of what happens, that's that's coming up. Now, use a bum with a good haircut, which I looked at that username and wondered if maybe that was inspired by early season gordon hayward writes <laughs> <laughs> weird game places paces played great the first two quarters fell off in the third and fourth before playing amazing with one minute to play it wasn't enough because our bench was dominant tonight and shot amazing shout out to gordon for his amazing performance and to Kyrie for managing the last few possessions and hitting his late free throws um free throws that was i mm. seem like it was a problem for both teams like for the majority of the series particularly the paces mm. um it led me to question the series highlights and the series lowlights and i want to kick it off with what is undoubtedly the series lowlight which is Thad young's <laughs> blown layup oh, wow. late yeah. in the third game i think if he made that they would have either tied the game or gone up to in a, in a crucial juncture um and like that was a like i sometimes go out to the court and practice layups with my <laughs> left hand and like i struggle hitting them with my right hand my dominant hand and my misses with my left hand are less bad than that different circumstances nba playoff game totally different vibes i get it but dude like that that was a, a brutal miss and hubie's oh, reaction man. was priceless <laughs> I mean, the series could really look quite different if he'd made that. Like, we could be tied 2-2, you know? Yeah. I mean, we probably wouldn't, you know? But, um, yeah, they could have had a really big impact on the series. Like, yeah, that was a shocker, man. Like, I just don't know. Like, I don't know what he was caught between doing. Like, was he trying to reverse it? Like, was he... Like, he should have dunked it. Like, it was pretty uncontested, you know? Maybe dunking must be really tiring because I look at these guys <laughs> doing layups. What happened? I'm like, if I was two meters tall, I would be dunking 
every single time I could. <laughs> yeah, could not tell you. Could not tell you how that feels. Um, maybe maybe Thad Young realized at that moment he left the oven on or something, or left his back door <laughs> unlocked. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> it's got to be it. Mrs. is gonna kill yeah. me. <laughs> um, season. Uh, oh, sorry, it's early, folks. Series highlights for you, Joe. Uh, MVP of the series, any particular moments or plays that stand out for you looking back on the past four games? Hmm. Um, no particular moments. This wasn't a moments type series, I feel like. This was just like a this was a this was a, a, a pattern of behavior series. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this was this yeah, was this was character. This is a character building series. Um uh, for me, uh, Corey played generally great. Oh, yeah. He really did. Um, for me, though, I always felt the most... I, I felt like Jalen had a really great series. Right? For me, he was the most important guy this series, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say, because um, he was pretty consistent offensively. Um, and um, Bogdanovich, man, Bogdanovich, they, they brought up a graphic at the end. He shot like 39% from the field this series. You know, that's that's Jalen Brown's impact on that, I think. Yeah, he was huge defensively, uh, and he had that great game, I think, game three as well, where he didn't miss for most of the game, um, mm. which is good to see because I, I think defending uh, a player like Bogdanovich at that higher level for that long, you, you can it's sort of understandable that your offensive production would take a hit a little bit, and yet there was that sort of crossover point where he managed to achieve both for a little bit, which was really cool. Um, you mentioned Kyrie. There was definitely more than one moment this season where I was like, ha, ah, yes, like, that's playoff Kyrie. Like, finally, you know, we, that trade with IT happened so long ago, and then obviously we missed him last year, and everything this this regular season, all the drama and everything, it was like, finally, just like we could enjoy in a vacuum, like Kyrie Irving in green during the playoffs, um, particularly in, I think, game one or game two, where he hit like 37 points, bunch of rebounds, bunch of assists, like just had like a fucking baller Kyrie game. That was really good to see. Uh, a low light, I want to say, for Gordon Hayward in Game Four today, Ouch. <laughs> where Miles Turner basically like pummeled him into the ground. That was a that was a spicy poster, but um, I just wanted to give Gordon a hug after that. I just felt bad <laughs> for him. <laughs> I was watching the replay of it, and it was like he was on the ground, like walking backwards before Turner even dunked the ball. Like he just sort of seemed to jump too late you know and just yeah. got like like turner was already up there it was like he just jumped up under him and just bounced back down yeah it was it was pretty brutal uh, but look we got the win and he did get an and one on on turner later in the game at a sort of a point in the game that sort of swung it for us you know for overall um which was good. Uh, user Elite Speak writes, sloppy series overall. We could have played a lot better in certain stretches over every game. Going back to our original issue, inconsistency. But we still swept the paces without Marcus Smart. We have a far, far, much lower margin for error with the Bucks. Probably should have read this one out as a segue going into our talk about the Bucks series. Um, but as is the way with very early morning podcasts, it's just ticked over to 6.36 a.m. here. Um Lead Speak has a point. It, it was a sloppy series, but I feel like that's a little bit to be expected given um, the Pacers' formidable defense. I, I was worried going into this first round in that, like, it's been difficult to predict the outcome for this team all, all season long. And 
you know, you could have told me that we would have swept the paces and I would have believed you, but you also could have told me we would have lost in five or six games and I, I would have, that would have been believable before the series sure. started. Um, so it was sloppy overall, but I'm just, I'm just, man, fucking just glad we got away with the win or that we weren't embarrassed and now we can move on. Yeah, t- totally. Like it's, um, it's like, it's something, you know, like it's, it's like the, the at least the season has some sort of, like it is some, it's like in the NBA, you only get one trophy, right? But like the trophy cabinet's not bare if you win a playoff series. Like it's, it's not nothing, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, also, like it feels, um, feels like somewhat of an accomplishment to be the first team to have qualified for, a, you know, qualified for a playoff series. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, to move on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's still, I think the Warriors Clippers game is is going on right now. Like, there's been quite a few upsets for teams that probably like would have had easier money on them to sweep, um, and yet those series are still going on. So I don't know. I'm glad that we can kind of relax a little bit, and, and hopefully, I'm not sure what the schedule is like in terms of like, is there a larger gap now between the end of this series and the start of the next? Do, do our guys get a bit of a rest heading into game one? But like, that's got to be a good. Shall confidence we Google booster. that? Uh, I feel like it's not the information is not available yet. I've seen the question asked online quite a lot on, on Twitter and Reddit, and it doesn't seem like it's it's scheduled yet. Right. I mean, I guess they kind of can't because we still don't know technically who the winner of <laughs> of Bucks Pistons is. Well, yeah, and I did have a look back at prior post seasons, and if some first rounds wrap up before others do, do they go yeah, ahead they and start the off. second round? And they, they do. So yeah. it might not necessarily be as big a gap as we would like, which is good if you like watching Celtics basketball, but also bad if you consider how old Al Horford looked in the game today and you want him to get as <laughs> oh. much rest as possible. Um, speaking of which, I'm, I'm just looking at the stats over the series and Al Horford, you know, he, he wasn't necessarily great. He was fantastic defensively, but he was not great on offense today. Despite that, he averaged basically a double-double over the series, 10 points and 9.7 rebounds, just under five assists and 40% from three. Padded um, his stats a little bit on the rebounds by missing those bunnies. <laughs> Nevertheless, yeah, <laughs> um, I think he had a great series overall, um, despite, a, um, I won't say a bed shitting today, maybe just a bed wedding. Um, but yeah, he definitely took a little bit of a dip maybe today. Just a, maybe just a slight dribble. Yeah, <laughs> but you know he had a mattress protector on, so it's it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, Jason Tatum as well. Uh, Twenty points per game, uh, five rebounds, just very effective overall, I think. And when he starts to hit those shots um, consistently and not hesitate on those threes, like when he just puts them up, when he spots up, essentially, um, yeah. they go down. And that's the kind of um, that <laughs> my brain is not working this morning. That's the shit we need to see from Tatum going forward. Yeah, quick, quick decision. Tatum is good. Tatum. That's that's my. I mean, quick decision. Anybody is good. Anybody, but to me, there's only really two guys I want going dribble, 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 and that's Hayward and Irvin. Totally. Um, I don't want any. I don't really want anybody else handling the ball. Ah, oh, smart, smart too. Smart's a good playmaker, but I don't really want anybody else taking an extended amount of time with the ball. To be honest, I don't don't trust them. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I really would like to see smart back as quickly as possible just for for that reason alone Kyrie Irving uh for the series 25 points eight assists and just over five rebounds like 
there's not really a bad stat that you can nitpick. He just got a steal and a block per game as well. Uh, 90% from the free throw line. Hit 50% of his threes on average over the series. Like the dude, even with today's game, it was just incredible. And that's why, you know, just despite how gal- galvanized the team was this time last year, like with Kyrie Irving on our team and a, and a mostly healthy Gordon Hayward, even with the Bucks coming up, um, as, as terrifying as that is, like I'm just recency bias comes into play obviously i've just watched us sweep the bases but uh i feel good i'm in a good place right now like mentally psychologically and emotionally as a celtics fan yeah i think i think everyone all is pretty calm right now i I just want to make one other point like just thinking about the buck series ahead like i've had this kind of realization lately about like we watch the celtics so so much that like i don't really watch anybody else Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like I don't really know the Bucks. I just know that holy smokes, that points differential is unreal and they win by twenty every single night, you know. Um but I don't really know them and we're gonna know them <laughs> in a week and a half's time, we're gonna know the Bucks, man. We're gonna have a real handle about how good they are. Yeah. Um I'm kinda looking forward to that. You know, like I'm kind of looking forward to learning another team. Like after this series, I'm like, man, Sabonis is a handful. Like that dude is a handful. Man. Mm-hmm. Like, and also, you know, you learn stuff. Like, man, Miles Turner is a matchup problem for Horford. Totally, like, really big problem. You know, so um, you, you there's stuff like that that we just kind of. I'm just too ca- like I'm not casual about the league, but I just I don't have the energy to watch anybody else other than the Celtics, and so I don't know the Bucks yet. You know, I'm looking forward to meeting them. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. I the the Bucks that we got to know this time last wow. year. I I'm gonna fudge this up, but the name of their coach who is now an assistant Joe coach Bunty. for the Suns. Joe yes, Bunty. thank you. Um, takes one Joe to know another. Um, <laughs> he was not a good coach at all, and that was very obvious uh, right off the bat in that in that first round series last year. Uh, with Coach Bud this time around, that's not going to be the case at all. He is like an elite coach in this league, and and the the tools that he has on the the pieces that he has on the chessboard, so to speak, um, are ridiculously talented, and I'm, I'm afraid of what he will do to us with those pieces um it's going to be a very interesting series like no matter how you slice up the matchups like brad stevens versus coach bud Kyrie trying to prove that he's the best player in the east versus Giannis, who is at the moment clearly the best player in the east let alone the mm-hmm. league um it's going to be an interesting series it's not going to go four games uh it's going to be very competitive and um, i'm looking forward to it and look, if the, if the Bucks do win, I'll like they've got my they've got my personal cheer squad for the for the remainder of the right. postseason. Like the, I, I'm the cheering for them. Team. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. Like, um, yeah, if the Nets, <laughs> unless the Nets, of course, manage to knock off the Sixers, and then they'll be my mistress team. <laughs> yeah, I've been enjoying them um, tormenting the Sixers a little bit, and, yeah. and their fans. That's been great. <laughs> I wish it's the Pistons could happen, do the same. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right um look joe anything else you want to you want to add to this any final uh, hot takes on the series gone or the series to come or any any parting words for the celtics fans out there no nah, man i think i've got it all off my chest 
yeah, might be time for a, a quick nap or a cup of yeah. coffee or maybe another hot cross bun. I'm feeling a nap. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's in, it's in my immediate future. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks, as always, for joining us. Thanks, Tyrek Evans, for keeping the scores close throughout the sweep. And thank you, Joe, for coming on early on a public holiday. Appreciate it, mate. Ben, once again, you're the real hero. You're the real MVP. <laughs> Appreciate it, mate. All right, folks, we'll see you in a week. Go Celts. Peace. See you. Thank you.